What is up? Thank you so much for joining us for the Ablaze JY message of the week. I hope and pray that you're inspired and encouraged. And now let's jump into the message. I don't really have a hard title for this message. We are out of the real series. So you're probably, some of you are like, thankfully we're out of real. We've been doing real for like four or five weeks now. Man, so tired of real. So I don't have a hard title. I think we're going to call this company. I don't know if it's just going to be today or if it's going to be next week as well. But company is the temporary title, possibly full title, because we're going to be talking about friendship and those that we allow into our life. Who likes having friends? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, every, if you are not raising your hand, you are a liar. Anna, let's not lay down. I appreciate that you want to get comfortable right now, but I would appreciate if you didn't lay down. I think others might be a little less distracted. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, friendship is good. It's good to have camaraderie. It's good to have people around us in our life. God even said in the book of Genesis, it is not good that man should be alone. That's why Adam had Eve, and they were together in the garden as friends, as lovers. Yeah, all right. I don't want to get to a weird place. Place. But yeah, friendship company is good. Amen. So I'm going to start us off in the book of Luke in chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. I know that's nine verses, my friends, but we can do this. All right, let's go. It says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk. I will prove it to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe and they praised God exclaiming, we must or we have seen amazing things today. So if you guys will bow your heads in prayer, let's get our hearts ready to receive tonight's message. God, I thank you for meeting us here tonight. I thank you in this moment, in this minutes that we share with one another, that we are turning our attention to you to get what you have for us tonight. Let this message of company and the importance of friendship really settle into our hearts today, Father God. Inspire us, encourage us to make decisions tonight that will further us in our relationship with you and to make this walk of the abundant life that much greater. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. I was like, wow, no one's going to say it. It was like, and everybody said nothing. All right. And the word amen said, so be it. All right. That's what, it, that's why we say amen. You know, when we say amen, we're like, yes, it's done. It's happening. This is mine. Amen. Amen. That's right. So a couple things that I really want to pull out of this account. Jesus was clearly impressed by this man's friends in this situation. It was, he said he was impressed by their faith, and it was their faith that had this man's sins forgiven. So Jesus is kind of hinting at here that it's really good to have people around you that are going to encourage you in your walk with God. Amen? 
We want to have people in our lives that are going to help us become able or even be pushed into the presence of God. Amen? Friendship, people around us that are going to encourage us in the things of God, that are going to inspire us to be better believers, is a necessity in this life, right? Again, going back to Genesis, God said it's not good that man should be alone. It is not good that we are supposed to, or that we be alone. See, this man, he, he was by himself to some degree. He was just a guy that was going about life and he became subject to sin and then he became subject to his ailment, which then led him to be paralyzed. And then he pretty much had no choice but to rely on people. It is probably not easy to be a paralyzed person. Would you not agree? Yeah? Yeah. So these guys, these friends of his, they knew about Jesus. They had heard about Jesus because otherwise they wouldn't have wanted to go into the house that Jesus was. These people, they obviously cared a lot about this man. Because when they showed up to the house, it said that the house was crowded and no one could get in. And then when they showed up to the door, they're like, dang, what are we going to do now? So they thought to themselves, we're going to get this guy into the presence of God. We're going to get this guy at the feet of Jesus. We're going to not only go to this house, we're going to climb up to the roof. We're going to rip the tiles off and we're going to put him in the room with Jesus. Those are some crazy good friends. I want people in my life that are willing to rip off rooftops for me. You should want people in your life that are willing to rip rooftops off for you. Rooftops. <laughs> willing to whip off whooptops. <laughs> Words are hard, guys. It's fun. The reason I want to bring this out tonight and the reason I felt led to do this is we spent the last few weeks talking about real. And for those of you that weren't there, I believe most of you in the room were, were a part of our real series. But we talked about how God wants a real, lasting, thriving awesome, intimate relationship with you and that God wants us to be a real thing and not just an idea, not just a concept, not just something that we do because we're supposed to do it. But what's great is that we're not supposed to go at it alone. It gets hard sometimes to come to church. It gets hard sometimes to pray to God. It gets hard sometimes to believe for things. It gets hard sometimes to, to do anything, but sometimes even the spiritual stuff is hard. I'm, I'm not the only one in the room, right? Anybody? Hello? <laughs> that's right. That's what I thought. Hands went up across the room because it was true. So we need people that in those times where when we come up to the house and it seems difficult, when it seems hard, when it seems chaotic, when it seems like there's no way through something that are going to rip rooftops off for us and they're going to help us get in no matter what it looks like. When we approach situations that seem too difficult for us to manage, I want someone next to me that says, we got this. Don't back away. Don't go home just yet. The blessing is just behind that door. If we go over to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 9 through 12 out of the ESV, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. Woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. 
Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. So Eli, if you will come to the front of the stage right here, just stand about like right there or so. And then Sarah, sure, why don't you come over here as well? That'd be great. If you guys could come closely together and each of you will hold on to this string for me. There you go. And you can just pull out as far apart as you can possibly get it comfortably. And this is our, 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 our single cord here. This is just a person that is going through life all by themselves, just living their life, doing their best, trying their hardest. You know, they're not just out here willy-nilly just doing things, you know, haphazardly. It's a person that's just wanting to do good. They're trying. They're trying to do church. They're trying to do this, blah, 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 you know, this, that, this, that, and the other. But they're getting tired. They're getting weary, and life is coming against them, and it's just like nagging them and annoying them, and sometimes temptation's coming, and desires are coming, and then, oh, (laughs) <laughs> that was really weird. Yeah, a little bit of a bounce back there. These are child safe scissors. But it cut through the string. <laughs> cut through the string. It's just so easily cut. Because it's just this single string. It doesn't have much support around it. But then, this is like still in a knot. So we're just going to like for fun grab a side that is mostly out. Then there's this string right here that's got a lot more going on here. There's a lot of strings that ultimately make up this string. Some might even call it a rope. (laughs) It's not just a string at this point. I would say that it's a rope. So if life is coming against this rope where all these strings are coming together to support one another, to strengthen one another, to protect the integrity of the rope so that way it can carry some weight and some resistance, when life comes against it, it is a lot harder to break through. It is a lot harder for temptation to make its ugly head in this thing, to get past this wall, to get past this barrier. There are people in your life that you need to have around you that are going to help support you when temptation comes. I mean, you have those bad desires or even sometimes good desires, but maybe they're not supposed to have them yet or whatever. If you're going through life and it's hard, we need to have people in our life that are meant to help us. That way, when things come against us, we don't break. We don't give up. We don't fall. And if we do fall, they pick us back up. Amen? Thank you for your help. I was going to bring out the other rope, but I mean, I guess you could. This one is even stronger example. I mean, just look at this thing. This thing is huge. I mean, clearly this is not doing anything. If I could sit here like all day and maybe, maybe I could get something to go through. Not with these, exactly. Not with these scissors. It'd take something, it'd take something crazy. But the, the, the principle is still the same. It would take a lot to break this down. And usually, more than likely, in the process of this happening, someone would be like, hey, we should probably not put the rope near the scissors anymore. You know? Like, a a wise person would say, let's just get away from the scissors. (laughs) And that's also what a three-braided cord, what a good friend group would say is like, hey, temptation's coming, let's pray. Hey, temptation's coming, let's read some scriptures about this. Hey, temptation's coming, let's worship. Hey, I'm going through this, let's pray about it. Hey, I'm dealing with this, well, let's talk about it. Let's see what the word of God says about it. Hey, or eventually someone might just be like, hey, let's just not be around that right now, you know? Let's just get away from the scissors. You need people in your life that are going to be strong with you, going to encourage you, going to inspire you, and help you in the things of God. Amen? 
He could drop the rope. Now, appreciate your help, guys. Give them a round of applause. They are good rope string holders. You guys are awesome. You are wonderful. You see, that man, he was like the single string. He was out in his life doing his own thing. Life was cutting away at him. Life was coming after him, and it almost took him out, but his friends intervened. We need friends that are going to tell us the truth in our life. We need friends that are going to help us in this walk with God. That are going to be real with you. <laughs> it says over here in Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen that iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. I need a friend that's going to say, yo, Cody, you're acting like a butt <laughs> lately. You've been getting your Jesus time in? You've been reading your Bible lately? What's going on with you? What, what's, what's going on in your, 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 your walk with God? Are you okay? I want someone that, that's going to talk to me if, if I'm acting crazy or if I'm acting stupid or if I do something that I shouldn't be doing, someone's going to call me on it and help me. Or maybe like we did with Anna tonight. She experienced loss. And us as people, believers of God, our first reaction should be, let's pray. And to some people, maybe that doesn't do anything, but maybe they've never experienced the power of prayer before, and that's what we're meant to do. We're meant to be keepers of the presence of God. We're meant to be keepers of the peace of God. And whether people believe it works or not, we know it does. We know it does. God is very real, and he's very amazing, and, and, and he wants to walk, us, walk with us in this life. And we need people that are going to be on our side to, to, to help encourage us in this because it gets hard out there, right? Over in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. You see, when I was younger, uh, I still feel like I'm young. Even though I'm 31, sometimes I don't feel like I'm 31. I don't feel like I'm an adult. I feel like a child sometimes. But hey, maybe you guys can always be a fountain of youth like me, you know? It's just one of those things. But when I was in my, my youth, I remember being in high school and I remember thinking like, all right, I'm a Christian. I'm going to go to school. And then there's like these people that I'm going to like hang out with that are very cool and they're awesome. And they do things that I think are kind of cool and they're kind of awesome. But I know that I shouldn't be doing those things. I know I, sh I just want to be around them and maybe I can be a light in their darkness. But I had to realize at some point, like I was kind of just making an excuse because I just wanted to be around them. And, but I, I thought in my mind, like, maybe I can witness to them. Maybe I can help them. Maybe I can save them. But really what I was doing, I was putting myself in a situation that I shouldn't put myself in because a lot of the times when life would come against me, I was surrounding these cells with my people, sorry, surrounding myself with these people and making them my company. I was allowing them to be my company. I was allowing them to be a big part of my life. They ended up becoming my friends. And I'm not trying to say that they were bad people, but some of the things that they did, eventually, because they were my friends, I thought, hey, maybe it's not so bad. It's all right to gossip a little bit. It's all right to smoke a this, a little bit of that. It's all right to do this with her this time. I found myself crossing lines that I knew I shouldn't be crossing, and I didn't have people in my corner to say, yo, dude, what are you doing? I had people around me 
that were encouraging me that rather than discouraging me in that. Bad company can corrupt good morals. And I was looking up the definition of the word company in the Greek from this verse. And it gets a little bit graphic here, but I just feel like we got we to get here. We, I just feel like this is the word company in the Greek from this verse. If you look it up in the Strong's, it says it translates to companionship, conversation, association, and even intercourse. Do you guys know what intercourse is? <laughs> and I believe that that word is so vivid and so uh, descriptive in that moment is because intercourse is a very intimate thing between two people. Husband and wife, supposed to be, biblically, <laughs> what we believe we should be, but I believe it's like that because the people that you choose to make your companions, the people that you choose to associate with, the people that you choose to conversate with on the regular, the people that you choose to be associated and intimate with eventually will drive you towards God or drive you away from God. The people that you choose to share your life with are either going to rip the roof of the walls and all this stuff, rip the house down and get you at the feet of Jesus, or they're going to leave you out in the back and let you hang out in the muck and let you continue in whatever you're doing. I don't mean to get really heavy and really like, you know, I don't know how to the best way to word it, but I, I, I'm really trying to encourage you guys tonight to, to really just examine who your company is. And I'm not saying you need to get rid of all your friends. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that if maybe you're looking around and you're thinking to yourself and you're thinking about your friend group and you're saying, I'm not being encouraged in the things of God right now. Maybe you need to find more friends. Maybe you need to find people that are gonna outweigh these things so that way you can be encouraged rather than discouraged. I want to challenge you to find people in your life that are going to promote you in the things of God because good company, good people can promote you in your good morals, can promote you into the things of God, can encourage you in the word, can help teach you how to pray, can help teach you how to walk in your righteousness that Jesus died to give you. You guys are meant to be righteous people that live for God and carry the peace what Jesus died to do, the abundant life that Robert talked about was we were transitioning out of worship right there. You were meant to have it, but if you have people in your life that are not pushing you into that abundance, it's hard to walk that alone. The devil knows <laughs> the importance of company. The enemy knows the importance of company. It says over in the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 19 through 20, it says, I tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning, concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. You ever heard that saying, two heads are better than one? Two heads plus God is better than that too, you know, like, the devil knows that one believer is strong in their self, but if he can get three or four together, it's like a powerhouse that are able to get things done in this world. 
You're meant to be a light that destroys and dispels darkness. You're meant to be someone that can lead people into the presence of God. But if you had a whole company with you, a whole group of you leading people, a whole group of you fighting for the oppressed, a whole group of you teaching people the goodness of God. You know, we talked about this on our podcast, Good Talk, a couple weeks ago. I believe it was the one we talked about, why do we go to church? And this is one of the main reasons that church is so important. We come together and we find people of like belief and like faith that are gonna encourage us in the things of God. So maybe you're saying to yourself, you're like, look, I go to school by myself and I'm the only one. I'm outnumbered. I got no one. But you have us. We might not be physically with you at school, but you can text us, you can DM us, you can call us. That's the beauty of social media right now and the beauty of texting and and digital stuff is we can be with you without actually being with you. You got people that are gonna fight for you, but we gotta be there. You You gotta invite us in. You gotta allow us in to fight with you. Two or more are gathered together. God is in their midst. It's like the three-braided cord. When those people are coming together, when temptation comes, when chaos comes, we got people believing together against those things, God is in the midst. So my challenge for you this week is twofold. Maybe you do have a good group of friends. Maybe maybe you are great in this area. Don't stop. Don't don't stop encouraging one another. Don't don't stop helping one another. Don't don't, don't stop that. Keep it up. Because it's important and it's necessary. You need it. But maybe you're in this room and you're saying, you know what? I don't got that yet. This week, find one. Start with one. Get you that one person that you know is gonna be your ride or die that's not gonna let you down, that's gonna pick you up when you fall. And if you need a buddy, (laughs) you can start with one of us. People in this room, JY, senior high, we're here for you. We're a family. We're your company. Ablaze is your company. We want to fight for you. We want to help you. We want to equip you. I want you to walk in the promises of God. If you guys will bow your heads, I want to pray for you. Father God, I just thank you for every single student in this room tonight. As we get ready to leave these walls, Lord, I thank you that you are speaking to us right now. You're encouraging us right now. You're showing us how we can be a better light in our company's life, or you're showing us how maybe we might be able to shore up on some things with our relationships, Father God. You're showing us who might be necessary in our company and who maybe we might need to distance ourselves from. Whatever it might look like for each of us individually, Father God, I pray that you're ministering to us, that you're helping us, that you're guiding us in this time, God. I believe that it is not just by happenstance that we're talking about this tonight. I believe that it is a word for us in this time to walk this life with you. Having a good company at our back is so vital. 
I thank you for sending us people on our path, in our life, in our classroom, into our families. They're going to fight for us. They're going to keep us out of sin. They're going to keep us away from temptation. That are going to encourage us in our faith and strengthen us in our walk with you, God. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to read the word. Whatever it looks like, God, I pray that you send people along our path that will propel us further in you. Thank you for it, Lord. And one last thing before we go. I know before we came in here, Robert gave a great altar call and maybe I believe everyone in this room is saved. And so really what I want to ask right now is that if everyone had their head bowed, eyes closed, and you just, you feel like, you know what? I haven't been doing it right lately. I've been letting the, lo- the wrong people have voice in my life. I've been letting the, letting the, the, the bad company come in, or, or maybe I myself have not been good company for people. I've, I've not been walking the way that I need to walk. There's no guilt or shame or condemnation. I feel like there's been many a time where we have to examine that in ourselves that, you know, hey, (laughs) I got to check some things out. I got to reevaluate. I'm getting dull. I'm not being sharp for people. Or there's no one to sharpen me in my circle. If that's you tonight and you're saying, you know what? I need to recommit myself. I need to be more serious about the things of God. I want to leave this place with confidence, knowing that I can walk with him, that I can find myself people that are going to help me in this life. If that's you in this place, you want to rededicate yourself to him, I ask that you be bold. No one's looking around. Everyone's eyes are closed. Heads are bowed. If you just be bold and raise your hand, I want to pray for you real fast. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Awesome. That's so amazing. Well, you guys can put those hands down. If everyone will just repeat this prayer after me, I want to help these three people. Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Jesus, thank you. I accept you as my Savior and the Lord of my life. I promise to take you more seriously to take my walk with you more seriously. I will examine my company. I will take heed and notice of the voices in my life. Good company for me. And I will be good company for others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Once again, I am so glad that you joined us for the message of the week. If you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Ablaze Youth. Follow us at We Are Ablaze.